everybody. Welcome to the Just Joe podcast, episode 11. This will wrap up the 2019 edition of the podcast. It's been great so far. I really appreciate all of you who have been tuning in, listening to this on all the platforms. Um, I can't wait to get back in the studio and start doing 2020 stuff. I got a lot of big guests coming in, a lot of great topics. Um, so thank you so much. Uh, today's guest, I bring in a very good friend, uh, the Heads Up, is co-founder of an organization here in Syracuse called Two Brothers Light. Uh, it's for people dealing with mental health, mental issues, people who have uh, been left behind by people who have completed suicide. Uh, the story is uh, quite intriguing, fascinating, and um, tragic, but yeah, uplifting. So I have the co-founder in here. We talk about all of that stuff. And of course, mental health. This is a huge part of this podcast. So please welcome Natalie Davis. This podcast is brought to you by Tismart Cigar Shop and Lounge. Guys, you like smoking cigars? Ladies, you like smoking cigars? You can go there. You can buy some of the finest cigars in the area. You can also sit in the lounge and relax and enjoy them in a nice, nice environment. Check out Tismart Cigar Shop and Lounge located in Burton in the 5501 Bartell Road. Tismart Cigar Shop and Lounge. Welcome, everybody. We're on episode 11 now, and uh, I've been looking forward to having this guest on Natalie Davis, co-founder of Two Brothers Light. How are you? I'm good. And your unicorn shirt. No one can see it because they're listening, but you have this really I, cool unicorn shirt on. I wear it for the kids. My daughter would want that shirt. Thanks, because I teach art, so I try to wear something. Got to be artsy, That's right? right. Mm-hmm. So my little story of how I got introduced to Two Brothers Light, and then we'll get into what Two Brothers Light is all about, is that uh, a few years ago when Chris Cornell... Um, completed suicide mm-hmm. i've learned to use that term good it's job a, it's, it's been a big thing because my first guest that we talked about um mental health is my friend uh ann mm-hmm. from the syracuse police de- department and mm-hmm. she's a peer support group and she's gotten me to use completed suicide yes you know because that is more of you know that is the correct term so mm-hmm. when he did that it got me thinking i'm like i need to do something because it was the first time like I mean, I've I've lost people to suicide in my life. My yeah, roommate, my, that, yeah. my roommate in college, um, uh, passed away because of it, and so it always kind of struck me. And my battles with uh, mental health and mental illness have been a struggle. But Chris Cornell's really struck me hard because you're like, here's a guy who seemingly has everything, mm-hmm. has the world by the balls, and still didn't couldn't pull through his darkness mm-hmm. and it scared me i think it not only shook me but it scared me because i'm like man if he gave into his demons like i'm so scared that what if that got to be me i remember some point. you mentioning that way back right. when we first yeah. were introduced so story short i wanted to make a a a tribute cd and then i reached out Mm -hmm. to the facebook world and was like hey i'm looking for you know some kind of you know a charity to to, to donate the money to and stuff like that and i got a lot of them well this big national one national one and i can't remember who 
It was Leslie, I it think. It was Leslie from mm-hmm. the New Times. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you really should check out Two Brothers Light. And this was in the inception of you guys. And yes. that's how I connected with you guys. So why don't you tell the story? It's 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 a it's a gut wrencher. It is. Because I tell this story and I don't ever feel like I tell it right because I'm do it. But I want you to tell it. I know that you probably tell it a lot, but this is what this is all about. So Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I... It's it's it is a long story. I uh, my brother Matt um, was my kind of like my best friend. He was like my touchstone. Um, I call him like my soul brother because we were just really tight, really Mm -hmm. connected. Um, He struggled with uh, depression pretty much his whole life from the time he was a teenager up until uh, he passed away. He was really um, conflicted. Um, He did a great job hiding it. Uh, didn't like talking about it, was embarrassed. Um, a lot of his people close to him knew that he was very private um, and just really didn't let anybody know that he was struggling as much because a lot of things that people would say to me uh, when they would when they came to his um, calling hours was, you know, we had no idea, he didn't let on, or he was so helpful, he helped me through a dark time, I had no idea that he was this way, and um, <clears throat> hearing that from, you know, like 400 people, it gets you thinking, like, geez, you know, uh, I mean, I knew that he was uh, private about it, and looked at it like, he looked at depression as if it was a fault, like it was a flaw in your character, mm-hmm. or um, if you were feeling this this way that um, there's something seriously wrong with you, um, and you were less of a person. So he just didn't want anybody to know that he felt that way. Um, he would tell me at times. He would tell my mom at times. Um, I would know. He would tell us when he was in a really dark place. He he was suicidal from the time he was about 15, off and on. Wow. Um, and he had attempted a couple times prior, um, which we didn't know about until he kind of let us know years later that he was feeling that way. Because, again, it, he was very kept it within himself, um, his depression. So reeling back a little bit, my brother, uh, he was hilarious and he was um, didn't quite fit in. With the group of kids at middle school, which is a horrible time for anybody. <laughs> it's, it's just most awkward stage. Of so bad. Life, yeah. He just he didn't quite fit in. He knew he was different. We knew he was different. You know, he was listening to Patsy Cline when he was eight years old. <laughs> Each time I see you again, I. listening to The Carpenters when he was 10 years old and could tell you every album, where their concerts were, who was there, if a president came. He knew movies like he was like the encyclopedia. You could be like, hey, Matt, when was this movie made? And he would tell you. He could tell you who directed it, if it was nominated for an award, who won, (laughs) who was in it, who possibly was like 
It's like Rain Man yeah. type of stuff. So he had a hard time at school. And I had a friend named Casey. Uh, we were in the same grade together. And we started hanging out. And come to find out, she also had a brother who didn't quite fit in, was a little on the hyper side. Um, they were within a year of each other. I think they were 11 and 12 at the time. And whenever we were trying to hang out, our brothers would be right there annoying us because, you know, right. at the time they thought we were, God help us, cool or whatever you want to <laughs> say. They want to hang out with us. So we were like, let's introduce these guys. Let's get them out of our hair and, like, see see what happens. And they hit it off from day one. And Mikey and Matt, that was the pair, the duo, the comedy team for 25 years. And they... It was amazing how fast they headed off. They were best friends forever. And they were both into the same things, movies, music. They were so funny. They were just, you would belly laugh so hard when the two of them were around. I mean, it was comedy What a parallel all life the they had right off yes. the bat. <clears throat> they could recite movie lines. I mean, it, it was always funny when they were around. Um, so... <sighs> Mikey also had his own demons. Mm-hmm. He he lost his mother um, early on in life. I think he was only like two or three, maybe. Um, and I knew that from Casey because we, of course, were friends. Um, so he struggled with depression and not fitting in. And, you know, when you lose a, a mom so young, sometimes you just, yeah. you know, something's missing mm-hmm. pretty much. So he had his own struggles um when he got into his 20s he turned to alcohol drugs um trying to find a way to self-medicate yeah yeah um and my brother knew it but he put up with it supported him even though there were times when it was a little difficult to do so he just couldn't um let him go when he was in his darkest time and i remember one time saying to him, you know, geez, Matt, he's, he's not good. You know, like, um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, is this, is this healthy for you to be, to be friends with him? And he said to me, he was like, Matt, if something happened to him, I wouldn't be able to forgive myself. Right. So if we fast forward a few more years, um, Matt, at some point, now I'm going off of Matt left a note. He had, I had found his phone, so I was going through messages. So I've kind of pieced. Pieced together. I turned into like a detective when he passed away because I, at that point, wanted to know everything I possibly could. So he confided. You're trying trying to wrap your brain around it. Like I, yeah, just what happened? What led up to it? What was he doing the day before? What was he doing three weeks before? Like I just had to know everything I could. Um, so at one point he confided in Mikey and said, I've reached a point where I don't want to try anymore. I'm tired of looking at myself in the mirror. I'm tired of trying to make things better because nothing is getting better. Uh, being alive is hurts me, basically. Um, and Mikey, because he wasn't in a good place, agreed. And also because he saw how 
hurt my brother was and how dark and what a dark place he was in, he kind of was like, look, if you're really going to do this, I'm going to do it too because I cannot live here without you. Like he said before. Mm -hmm. So they, from what I read in a note and in the phone, they um, attempted a couple times and it didn't work because emission standards, like they were in detail about why they tried with a car. And they realized that because the car they were trying to use was newer, that it wasn't, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. So um, they tried again with, with an older vehicle and it did work the third time that they tried. So the three of them, or the two of them, um, tried three times and the third time they were successful. So once I saw and read how determined they were, I mean, not only is it painful and and you regret and you hurt and you're angry and you want to know why, another part of me was like, they're in so much pain Mm -hmm. living that they just couldn't continue. And what do I, what can I do for anybody that's left behind or anybody who is in the dark dark place? Is there something we can do or say Mm -hmm. to help those people? Especially in this day and age because it's it's so out there now. Right. It's becoming, thank God, less and less of a stigma associated to talking about depression. Because, you know, I had a friend of mine had said to me, you know, if you have cancer, you say, crap, I have cancer. Yep. And you go to this doctor and that doctor and you get medicine and you take the medicine and it's no big deal, right? I mean, right. Well, I mean, yeah. But. but it's like you have cancer. If it's depression or anxiety or PTSD or bipolar or manic depression, any of those, it's like, oh my God, I don't want anybody to know that I have right. that. <laughs> right. Like, I, I've equated it to this, is that like, and, and this is no way a, a knock anyone who has cancer or right. something horrible, right. but like when someone comes on and says, I have cancer, I am, I'm suffering from this, all of a sudden, their support group, the community, like, right. what can we do? Let's have a fundraiser. Right. Let's do all this stuff. But when someone's like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm hurting over here, and, and there, is, there is not the same attention put towards it because a lot of people are like, well, you're going to be okay. It's just a rough snap out time. Of it. Snap out of it. Right. We've heard all of those different sayings, but it's not the same. It's like, no, we need to fucking do the same exactly. thing. You can't snap people. out of cancer. No. You can't snap out of depression. No, you can't. And you know? I think people are starting to realize that. And that's the same type of response we should have to these mm. people. And yes, yeah, sometimes people... You know, we'll say, well, it's, they're doing it just for the attention or these things. But here's here's where the scary thing is. The people that, that I've known mm-hmm. that have completed suicide mm-hmm. are the ones that don't really tell people. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that, like, well, my roommate in college, right, did, after like we did, two sides he to didn't, it. never, you would have never guessed it. Like you said, you had all these people coming up to you at the calling hours. Oh, my God, I'm just, I don't know. It was the same way when my, when my friend did it. And I'm just like... You know, and not to take away to the people that are crying out for like right. that, but it's really, it's, in my my opinion, it seems like some of the people that are more quiet, and that's the, the scarier part. 
And I can speak from my own experience because I've been in dark places. I've I've had traumatic experiences aside from losing my brother that have left a lasting impact on me, which mm-hmm. also I think has made me who I am today. Yes. Um, that, which I think is why I, I, I think your experiences create your desire to help. Mm-hmm. Like I, when I was hurting, I wanted to help somebody else because in a way it made me feel better. Absolutely. And I think that that's where Matt was, is that he didn't want somebody to feel the way he did. So if he could help somebody else out of a dark place, mm-hmm. then that, it was kind of like, that. that's good, that, that makes me feel better yeah. a little bit. Um, or didn't want to see somebody in as dark of a spot as he had been. And that's probably what he would still hope to this day. Right. Is that like, yeah. you know, as, as traumatic as it was that yeah. he's not here, maybe he left this hope, and that's what True Brothers Light is, mm-hmm. is that you're carrying on this these two amazing souls that were here, that were amazing people. Oh, so You know, you, you, yeah. you wish that, like, man, if we just could have turned, and I tell everybody, it's I always equated my, like, uh, anxiety and my panic disorder is like mm-hmm. this flashlight and sometimes it was just shining on just yes. the really dark spots and the bad things it's like and they're such a powerful emotion that what if I could just turn it yep. this way just a little bit to this amazing thing and that energy and everything could be focused on something amazing right. amazing things could happen because right. the people that are suffering from this aren't like you know they're not they're not dumb or they're not stupid or not non-intelligent. Exactly. They're, they're very intelligent people that have a lot to offer the world. And unfortunately, we don't, we've don't. we lost too many people that could yeah. should still be here in packing yes. the world. But they can be. And that's yes. what this is, gets us to what you and Casey yes. have founded with Two Brothers Light. So you were obviously going through all this. You're like, we have to do something. We have to do something. And right. there's so many parts of it because it's, it's, it's the people who are left behind after a, a suicide. Mm-hmm. Um we want to have we provide support for anybody who's experienced it because it's a grief that it's a it's a different type mm-hmm. of grief. It's it sure a very is. difficult. Lots of layers to it. Um, because you go through all of it. It's like oh, one yeah. thing when your grandfather said, "Well, he was eighty-five. He lived the full life. I'm sad he's not here." But that's one grief. But like when I lost my friend, I was just pissed. Yeah pissed yeah. and for many years and yeah. I'm like you selfish mother you know mm-hmm. like I was mm-hmm. like I have a completely different view now at 46 than I did at 22 right oh yeah because I was just like what a, you know like yeah. I'm pissed and like how dare you do this and then as I got older and I got more into the struggles and my struggle and a better understanding of the world I'm realizing oh my god my heart mm-hmm. breaks because uh, these people because, they were yeah. they were sick they were sick and they couldn't get the and help. And it physically hurt. Oh, yeah, I mean, to, I've been in dark be places, here. but I've never been in such a dark place. Mm-hmm. Even as worse as my anxiety has ever gotten, I've always had the desire to live. I've never been like, oh my God, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, right? I've always and, rallied. Right, I've always yeah. rallied. I've always found the, the, the shining thing, but I mean, it wouldn't have, it could have easily just went whoop and tipped the other way with me. So it didn't. Right. So you guys get this thing together. You have to do it. And Yep. We're so, like, you know, we we had we were lucky enough that there was a group at the time with a similar mission and after the the guys died we were so lucky to be able to go 
to a support group and 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 felt the love from local people in our area talking to us, giving us advice, um, commiserating, showing support, uh, you know, giving you phone numbers, telling text me this, that it was it was it was really helpful to have that. Mm-hmm. When you're going through this time where you're just completely lost, still shocked, still just like, you know, what is going on to have those people to kind of take your hand and be like, we're here for you. Right. You know, we're going to help you. Been there. It's going to be OK. It's going to get better. We promise. Right. You. Like that type of thing. Um, and sadly, that group dissolved within a f- uh, few months after the guys passed away. And uh, Casey and I were kind of like, well, let's keep this going. Yeah. You know, like let's. And it was around the holiday time. It was getting to be near Thanksgiving. And we're kind of like, let's just keep this going. I mean, like people might need somewhere to go if they're feeling down and out. I mean, the holidays can be stressful. Uh, you know, it's a hard time. You're talking to family members you don't really like sometimes. <laughs> right. and You know, or you don't have any and you're feeling right. low. Uh, so let's do it. So we... Put some feelers out to try to find places to have a group, and surprisingly, we found one, and we had our first group. What four years ago? Has it been that long? I think so. yeah. That's great. Yeah, four years. Time just the time does fly. <laughs> uh, I know it'll be four years, or no, so it'll be three years because it'll be four years in December that they passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, so. As time went on, we were lucky enough to get a fabulous place at the Maxwell Memorial Library in Camillus. We've been there for two years now, mm-hmm. and they're just so great. Like, they give us the big community room, and we get to shut the door and be as loud as we want in the library, which is nice. Right. You have to swear and, you know, Plus drop F-bombs. You're, you're, you're in a nice place where people, have, it's a welcoming place. And it's not, you're right. It's a public place. It's not like... You know, it's kind of great. Some back you know, you come on like in, that, yeah. you go in, we shut the door, and yeah. it's they know why we're there. So it's great. Like, I'm really grateful that we have that space that we can use. You should. Yeah. So we were open. To, I mean, we're open to anybody. Like, I say, if somebody calls and asking for information, I'm like, you don't just have to be touched by suicide. You, you don't have to be just suicidal to come to our group. It's... If you're having a bad day and you just want to come mm. and get it out, come on. That, that's sort that's of about. I mean, it started because of this, right. but you know, it's it's so much more than mm-hmm. that because you see all the all the studies and all the statistics, mm-hmm. and we talk about this on the show in the morning a lot. And the one thing that we talk about on on the show on K Rock mm-hmm. a lot is we are very out front yeah. about all of our struggles because right. myself and Cody and Josh are all. All right. suffer right. from it, and we are so open about it, and we get into it, and we have so many people yep. that like right back, like man, God, thank I you, felt that way, yeah, thank you so much yeah. for being that, and like yeah, yeah this is not everybody, not everybody's going to be that open about it. We understand right. that, but if yeah. you're willing to put yourself out there, then that's your job to do. And that exactly. I feel like that's my job to do is to be open and vocal it's about it because like, for years right. I didn't. Because I didn't. Well, me, I was, t- me too. I was like that. I was like, oh, I yeah, I don't want to tell people I got, a, you know, I'm having a panic attack, you know. But yeah. it's like, I mean, I've had, I've had them, you know, like when I was going through a dark spot about two and a half years ago, I was literally sitting behind a piano for three hours every night having a panic, panic attack, attack for three hours yeah, every night. That, no, it was thanks. exhausting. I go home. No, and they, they are. They are. Know, so, but it's so much more than that. But getting back, the statistic it just keeps showing that we're 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 incre. Our life expectancy has gone down. Mm-hmm. 
because of suicides mm -hmm. and drug overdoses mm -hmm. have so increased in the past 10 years that our life expectancy as human beings is going down because yeah. of that. That's yeah. not cool. No. And, and, and I say that drug, the drug overdoses and the suicides are the same thing. They they're, 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 they're intertwined because the yeah. people that are suffering from the drug overdoses are probably suffering from the mental disorders and yep. vice versa. Yep. So it's a collective thing that is all under one roof. I always say it's like an onion. Yes, there's it is. All these layers, and I say it with my kids too. Like there's always there's always a reason why somebody is acting the way they are. You know, using drugs for something, feeling the way they are. There's always a reason, and it may be way down in the middle of that onion. But if you start peeling back the layers, right. you start to realize, oh. That's why yeah. I am this way or whatever. Yeah. Um, so sadly, we're finding that it does tend to go hand in hand. And a lot of it relates back to, you know, traumatic experiences, yeah. childhood, you know. Or just things. being, we're not so far removed from a generation. Right. Our generation is probably the first one. It's like, okay, let's be open about this. Because right. the generations prior to this, our parents and our grandparents, mm-mm. Right. No, no, no. No, don't talk. It was don't, don't talk, talk about, about it. it. Don't look yeah. good on the outside. Right. Don't show anybody. Yeah, I talked Remember about that SNL skit with yeah. Billy Crystal that was like, yep. you look marvelous. It was better to look good than right. to feel good. Yep. Like, that's that's yeah. like, their mantra. When we talked about it when, when I had Ann in here from the Syracuse Police Department. Yeah. And all these, I mean, police policemen are just every day. They could be multiple days in a row, multiple times a day seeing traumatic Things happen, yes. not directly to them, but they're seeing happening to people. And then you can and still have. And if you're an empath, right? You can have PTSD yeah. from just viewing it or even hearing yep. these stories from you. Yeah. So cops are like anyone who's a first responder is super vulnerable to these things. So mm -hmm. she's like, the older cops would just not even talk about it. No. They would just drink, or they would yeah. just you know. Yep. It would. They would just. Squish, 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 squish. Stuff stuff, down. stuff, stuff, yeah. stuff, stuff, yep. stuff. And that's just horrible, horrible things. But this is our job as uh, my standing in the in in the society and the community, and what you guys are deciding to do. This was what it's all about, mm -hmm. you know. And hopefully, over the next ten years, it just right. keeps growing. I mean, you right. want to change it and have everything happen overnight, but, but it's, it's not going to do that. And, and if you wait around and see, things do tend to get better they do like i was in a place where i was done probably six seven years ago and i was i i'm done i'm good i'm ready to check out <laughs> and Great. and to see where i am now even after things that have happened to see where i am now compared to then it's like who was that person yeah. like night and day like i'm i'm really i can be honestly be proud of my progress. It, 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 the, the weird thing is, I the, the it can happen for everybody. Right, it can happen for everybody. Because ironically, I just came from my therapy appointment mm -hmm. <laughs> right to here. So right. and this wasn't. This is kind of how the universe worked out. Right. That I just went from my therapy appointment to here, right. and him and I were talking about because I've been with him for over two and a half mm -hmm. years. I went through a couple of different therapists before I found the right one. I tell everybody and that, that. that's common. That's right. very common. And it's like you, you make the same with medication. Right. It takes a it, while. It took a while. And yep. then I went to him and we worked for a little bit. And then I went on medication mm -hmm. and I was on medication for nearly two years. And then I finally I'm I've, I've, I'm off it. I've been Good. off it for seven months, which is Good. amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, um, but 
him and I today were just kind of wrapping up the year because I won't see him until January. Right. I used to see him once a week, twice a week. Right. Yeah, once yeah. every other week, and now I'm to like every six, seven weeks, Amazing. you know, and we just check in, and I'm really, so he's like, man, he goes, how you feeling? We kind of went through everything, and, and he's like, well, look what you've done in two and a half years. Like, exactly. where were you two and a half years exactly. ago when you came to me? He goes, look, physically, look at you, mentally, look at you. He's like, I'm like, I'm like, right, what do I got to do for homework? Because I always feel like, right, right. give me something to work on, right. because I want to stay on top. I do never want to go back no, to that place I don't either. again. I don't. But it's things like this that, you know, kind of make yeah. it all happen. It's true. I'm, I am constantly grateful and constantly reminding myself, even when I'm discouraged or have a bad day, like you, but you've still, you've come so far. Yeah, from all of us where you were. All yeah. of us, and we, any, any, and we do, we do, and that's that's my hope. And it's is hard any, to give yourself credit. Like right. you know, I don't think we give ourselves enough credit no. at all. We're, I mean, I always say I'm my own worst critic. Yeah, we are. And sometimes you just gotta shut that up, right? Because I am, I'm so. I don't think people realize like when I'm sitting by on a piano, I'm observing the room for a lot of different reasons because mm-hmm. I'm just kind of seeing what are, what's mm-hmm. working, getting the vibe and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I'm very good at like reading people. And I can't tell you how many times I'm looking across the room and I see somebody struggling. Mm-hmm. I see somebody struggling with an anxiety attack because I know what they look. I yep. know those things. I see them struggling with that or the very uncomfortableness of being in, yeah. so, in, in a social situation and all those things. And like, um, I try to find ways to like connect with them without right. going over and like, hey, you know, like, you know, <laughs> I find a way to musically to do that because, yeah. man, I go, there's more. Anyone, I go, if you're feeling that way, I go, if there's 5,000 people at a crunch hockey game and you're feeling that way, there's probably another couple hundred people feeling exactly the same way you do right now. Right. So feel comfort that there's somebody else doing the same way. Somebody else feeling like, oh my gosh. Right. And you see that every, you know, when when you get your groups together on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And it's really been great to see your your organization since I've been involved with you, like, grow. Yeah. You know? And your social media presence getting... Better because I mean the cool thing is like, you, like we talked about this like you post these really cool things and I'll, obviously I'll have links to all this stuff mm-hmm. in the in the description of this podcast but like you put up the coolest little things and like there's sometimes you're getting 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, and 100 that's likes like me sitting on the couch on like throughout the week if I see something inspirational save I'm like save it, save, it, save yep. and then like on a Sunday that's I'm what you're doing scheduling things that's what you're doing that's smart I really wish I had the time to like create my own I, t- yes. I tried a couple times but I mean oof, I would need I need a, like somebody you, you that will. does it full time you know well, no you'll stumble but, upon stuff yeah. I'll show you something off off yeah. there that I have I have uh, that I have, I use as an I app use. yeah and you can make your own that's how Perfect. I make my discussions that you see oh yeah oh my yeah posters. I got my own thing so then I find that stuff and I create my own one so I can make it, it look a little bit better and then you can put the logo in the corner and that's you can nice. brand everything it's yeah. very simple so I'll show you that when we get off it but uh hmm. It's it's an amazing thing that you guys have done out of something that's absolutely horrible, but this is how you're carrying on their thing, and this is how you're like, okay, they're gonna help somebody, and they already have. And we have. You know, you have. We um, a lot of people will be like, well, you know, you raise funds. What do you raise funds for? Well, we um, are lucky enough to have a professional therapist who kind of advises us. and she, if we refer somebody to her from our group, she takes them at a discounted rate, mm-hmm. which is great. Because um, a lot of times people, they need to get in to see somebody right away. Yeah. And that's hard. Like, 
that that's almost mm-hmm. impossible. Sometimes it's like a three month waiting list yes. just just to get in to see somebody, and she'll work with us with that, which is which is really helpful. Um, if somebody is having some financial difficulty, we can assist with the payment for the bill. If you have trouble with your medication payment, we can assist with that That's as well. Because awesome. we know, I mean, you sometimes with some of the medications, a lot of them, you can't just stop. Like, nope. you have to keep taking it. So if you, for some reason, are out of work because of your mental health situation. Or your, your insurance changes at work, you lose that. Yeah, I hear the, so many stories about insurance uh, and billing. It's yes. such a nightmare. I had to deal with that a few times. So, so. We, we help with that. And then um, one thing that we've... Um, good but bad that we've done quite a few times is we'll help pay for funeral expenses for a family that has lost somebody to suicide. We did, I think the last time that I did a little... Yeah. Yeah. When I posted the yeah the Matchbox 20 song and I talked yeah. about Unwell and I end up tagging you guys as like, hey, donate this. Yeah. And it just happened to be at the time and it that was, you guys we needed that sending money, money for so funeral like, expenses. Dude, the universe works in weird yeah. ways. So Because, you know, a lot of families, this happens unexpectedly and you, you don't have money. We, no. Or they didn't have a life insurance or a will or any of that I stuff. I was, like I said, I was not in a good place when it happened to Matt. My mom wasn't either. And we were fortunate to have people come and help us. Mm-hmm. The nonprofit at the time that helped us gave us money towards our funeral expenses. So it was kind of like, we've got to do this for somebody. Like yeah. We wouldn't have been able to have anything for him if, if that wasn't the case, that we didn't that we got money from um, a nonprofit and from outside people donating. So we were like, I got to keep doing this. Yeah. I got to give back. So that's, you know, every, like, every bit of your money is going to be going to I, any number of these things, right. which are all amazing things that... Right the resources that we have until, you know, we and figure we, out. Yep, we sponsored the AFSP. We were sponsors for that, for the AFSP out of the darkness walk this, this mm-hmm. fall, so. And then you've been a part of the, the. Um, acoustic the mega jam. Mega, acoustic mega jam that happens every February, yep. which will be the third year and you guys have been involved in that. Third year, I can't yeah. believe it. So it's like when you guys set up booths at all these different mm-hmm. things, you know, you have little merchandise mm-hmm. things that help buy and pamphlets mm-hmm. and little things that people can take away. So they have them and they might just grab them, put them in their pocket, but then they're sitting in their car, someone's exactly. playing with them. And it's just, it's it's a reminder of someone. Yep. And then that one day that you might need that yep. resource for whatever reason. Yep. Oh yeah, Two Brothers Light. We meet some amazing people. We do Pride Fest every June and I yes. meet some amazing people there my brother was uh gay and as was mikey so uh it's very probably part of their oh yeah yeah it was very important that we support the community absolutely so i agree we meet some great people yeah it's one of my favorites that we do that and the veterans expo as well which is another um i don't think hard hit yeah i don't think there's a, a somewhere that doesn't need this in right. some way shape or form some right. obviously more than others have mm-hmm. vets are are you know oh, yeah you know, luckily, you know, society's starting to come around to more of the yeah. gay and the lesbian and the mm-hmm. transgender and all that stuff. And but they're still, they're still, yeah, they're still a long ways off. But those, those are the people that, like, you know, like coming out of the closet was, you know, that's a still. You were rejected by your exactly. family a lot of the times. Exactly. Um, I, mean, so, I can't even tell. That's a lot of the people that my brother helped were people who were rejected or mm-hmm. you know bullied or turned away and. Um, you know, it still happens. Yeah, it still happens. it's gonna, and unfortunately, it's going to happen 
yeah. for no, for no, yep. it's going to take a while. Society takes a while to change. It does. Societal change. And I've, you know, you're a teacher, so you had to take sociology courses. Oh, yeah. So you realize that change on a societal level takes mm-hmm years and decades yes. and sometimes centuries before yes. people like, Long time. come around. But right. we doesn't mean that you should get discouraged. So this right. is what it's all about. I thank you for coming in. Thank you. It's awesome. I'm going to have links. You guys meet every Tuesday night, right? Yep, from 6 to 7.30 6 to at 7. the Maxwell Memorial Library. And Camillus, I'll have, uh, again, I'm going to have links to all this up on the socials when this goes out. So you guys will easily be able to find this. And you can go follow Two Brothers Light on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And you know, and interact, and just even if it's just a like, do you know if you hit a like that immediately puts it in your feed for the day? Yes. So then, all the people that like it, that, that are your friends, or you're going to see that it's a, a the thing that keeps going. Yes. And sometimes those little quotes, and and sometimes all oh, these people are always posting these quotes, but sometimes you read that quote, and that's what you needed that day. Just keep just going, that, right? Just something, something. simple. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much. Thanks thank for sharing you. your story. I know that's not easy to tell. It's not. It always but, comes out in a different version, but you know, this doesn't one. matter. As long as it is. Thank you. Now for the album pick of the week, Chris Cornell. We talked about him during this episode. His death was the reason why Natalie and I ended up uh, becoming friends and started working together. Uh, So this week's album pick is his first solo album, which is unbelievably good. It's so freaking good. And if you've been sleeping on this record for this many years, then shame on you. So check out the links in the description of this. This is the album pick of the week is Chris Cornell's Euphoria Morning. I promise you, you will not be disappointed.